0: With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I hope that you are having an amazing week And getting the nourishment and replenishment that you need right now. We've been going through a lot of heavy energies the past weeks of the Scorpio season. And I think a lot of combination around the new moon in Scorpio happened about two weeks ago. And we really got this new energy in the path that we're on right now. uh, The spiritual path, the healing path. Because Scorpio is about going deep into the subconscious and into the psyche and into traumas. And I think that this season every year brings us that opportunity to work with that which we haven't faced, our fears and everything that might be hidden in our shadows. So I hope that you've been going through this period with ease and Also a lot of reflection and contemplation. And what's great is that this week we will have a full moon in Taurus. And Taurus is the sign which gives us the grounding and embodiment into our senses. And it helps us to not only connect to our physical body, but also to the earth, to Mother Earth. Maybe you've been feeling ungrounded and a little bit not in this dimension. And um, I think that this lunation will bring in this beautiful energy of Taurus. Um, And not only is it a full moon, it's also a lunar eclipse, partial lunar eclipse, which means that in the night, if it's occurring where you are in the night, you will kind of see parts of the moon get dark, which also is a beautiful symbolic of our subconscious and what's hidden and what we need to release. So this full moon lunar eclipse will be so powerful because it will truly help us now as we shift into this eclipse axis of uh, being in Taurus and Scorpio moving away from the Gemini Sagittarius axis that we have been in which has been about the mind the information, the wisdom now we move into the balance of the body and the the mystical parts of life the seen and the unseen so on Friday we will have an online gathering an online ceremony and meditation me and Diana Westley. she's an Uh, evolutionary astrologer she's amazing she works with the goddesses in astrology and she was on the podcast last week so if you want to listen to her wisdom around what eclipses really are you can listen to episode 107 and we will be hosting an online gathering ceremony and meditation On Friday, today, the 17th, is the last day for you to get your early bird discount for that. Uh, So, Also, if you do sign up the latest today, you will be in a raffle to win a personal recorded eclipse astrology reading with her. So you know exactly what this eclipse and the upcoming period will mean for you personally. Because we all have different blueprints in our astrology when we are born. So if you do want to join us, it's going to be on uh, online, on Zoom. It's on Friday. The, it's going to be the 19th on Friday. And it will be 8 p.m. European time, central time. That's 2 p.m. Uh, East Coast time in the US. So if you can't join live, you will also get the recording and the opportunity to connect with us after the live event as well. So if you do get the recording as well, you can work on the ceremony, the rituals, the practices that we will do. We will do everything from yeah, listening to the astrology, of course, understanding the energy behind, behind the eclipse. But we will also do meditations we work with goddesses and with tapping for release and journaling and intention setting so it will be a lot of things in one session it's two hours but as i said if you can't join live if you're working or doing anything else you can always get the recording after the live session and everyone who's joining are getting the recording because you can always even if you do join live you can look at look and join the recording whenever you want the upcoming weeks or days just to get into this v- very co-creational uh intentional path with the universe so i'm really excited to share that with you i'm excited for our ceremony on friday if you do want to ch- check it out and join Today, with early bird discount, you can click the link in the show notes and sign up there. And also have the opportunity to be that one person who uh, might win a personal reading with Diana Wesley. She's amazing. And this week, I have an amazing teacher, healer, yogini, inspired inspiration for us all, Beta Lisboa, on the podcast. And talking about trauma, For I mean, these things have come up for a lot of us during Scorpio season, things that we haven't worked with. This episode is all about trauma-informed yoga and mindfulness and the work that Beta is doing to help us all on this healing path. And I, in the episode, do share that I joined her beautiful module of five days of 50 hours of trauma-informed yoga and mindfulness with all of these beautiful modalities it's yoga it's chinese medicine it's the polyvagal theory it's understanding the nervous system understanding what burnout and high sensitivity means and I think many of us are highly sensitive and we can work to regulate our nervous system and to work with our energetic body and to honor ourselves deeper if we just learn how to use the tools that we have. So Beta Lisboa is a healer yogini and the founder of the Dynamic Spir- Spiral Yin Fascial Yoga Program with more than 25 years of experience in the healing field as well. She offers trainings, retreats and coaching sessions to support women on their embody, embodying healing journey. Uh, and, it, and her teacher trainings are just amazing. She takes deep wisdom from yoga, Buddhist meditation and Chinese medicine. And I highly recommend you to check out her programs, which are very They are so beautifully done. It feels like you have her right here with you in your house or apartment and in your room. And she is all the way now in Bali when we recorded this, but the energy is so close. And I really, yeah, I really enjoyed attending this with her. So today in this episode, we do talk about trauma informed yoga and mindfulness, what that is. And she shares her path into it and we speak about yin yoga and chinese medicine we get into the vagus nerve and polyvagal theory she speaks about her myofascial work and understanding the nervous system and also understanding burnout and high sensitivity being sensitive and i'm really excited to share this with you she also offers one-to-one sessions so if you want to work with her on many different things. I mean, when I met her the first time, we were talking about healing physical, uh, if we have went through any type of invasive surgery, how to heal that deep inner tissues, and using gua sha, which comes from the Chinese medicine modalities, and using different tools, cupping and all of these beautiful practices that she has all put together from these very ancient traditions, so I would really recommend you to check her out, I have her links in the show notes so do take time to check that out and lastly, I will be have myself uh, teaching yin yoga online for four weeks, starting Next Tuesday, the 23rd. And the early bird uh, price for those class, online classes will end tomorrow on the 18th. So if you do want to also just get into a very restful place right now, before the holidays, taking time, one and a half hour every week to just slow down work with your body, understand the elements of your body, you can join me there. And if you want to dive deep into yin yoga, to learn and also get certified in yin yoga, get a very good yoga teacher training, or only doing the, like I right now did, uh, the trauma Informed Yoga and Mindfulness module, which for me was not only to hold space for others, but it gave me the time and and opportunity to just give space to myself and to heal myself. I'm also on a healing path continuously. That healing path never ends. As I say also in my book, it's it's something that we work on continuously and we unfold and peel off layers and we can always learn more and and go deeper and that is the devotional path to devote yourself to your own healing but also the healing of the whole world. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, the links to Beta, her website is all in the show notes, the link to The eclipse ceremony is also there and to the yin classes that i will be having for four weeks are there so enjoy hi beta welcome to the podcast
1: thank you for having me here Mm. such a pleasure
0: i'm so grateful to have you here and finally that we can share this conversation uh, to the listeners and I want to ask you if you have any f- type of mindfulness practice or daily ritual that you do that is important for you right now.
1: Mm, I do. Um, and it's really important in order to... Can you hear me well? Yeah. In order to ground my day, I notice that uh, this first moment of opening my eyes in the morning, and normally I process a little bit my dream. So not always I'm so good, I can remember my dreams, but I stay in bed a little bit to to integrate, to process, to understand what was and even even if it's only energetically what I was experiencing during the night.
0: Where did I go?
1: Right. And I have a contract with my partner. We don't talk until we both did some self-care and that is divine. It feels very grounding. Yeah, I normally, I have a practice of cleaning my nose, doing some net pot and I do clean my tongue and use the oil and I brush my body. I jump in the cold shower get some warm oil because my skin has a tendency of getting very dry and vata type so i ground myself getting warm oil on my skin and then i see some days i practice yoga some days i just go to the gym or to pilates i always give myself some at least 2 3 hours of my morning i'm very privileged to to start my day of working, of interacting with people. But that moment of silence that my partner and, and me, we agreed to have in first thing in the morning, at least um, until we meditate. We don't really meditate together as well. It's, uh, I feel it's fundamental to have the quality of my day. It relies upon how I started. Yeah.
0: Wow. That is so beautiful and so important because it is quite harsh to wake up and from that altered state that we are in the night and to then like directly get into the mental state and talking. So it's really beautiful the silence and and that you have that and it's beautiful to do that together as well and to you're, you're there together, but it's still like not quite yet like on that level so I think that's very gentle and beautiful thank you for sharing that and all of the practices that you do because uh, yeah it's the mornings are so important it sets the tone for the day and mm. uh, even if we can't do it every morning at least those mornings that we can to be very mindful and it's really beneficial in so many ways it's so magical to have a mm. beautiful practice in the morning. I think so. Thank you for sharing that. You're
1: My pleasure, and I, if I can give people one tip, definitely, if you have, a, if you live in family or with your partner, or if you live with someone else, um, observe that moment of silence, as you said. We are coming from the dreaming time, which is mm. so subtle and so tender many times and normally we jump in all these mental activities which what it feels that we lose the real connection Mm. to 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 who we are, you know. Mm. And I notice when we are in that dreaming space, it's still in the morning and in silence, there is a space, a spot, a very sweet spot that we meet with someone that we don't meet as we're talking.
0: Mm, right yeah Yeah. and that's absolutely.
1: when I feel families they can get a they can get a much more deeper bond couples friends just in that space it is just connection no mm-hmm. words
0: right yeah definitely so beautiful thank you so much for being here and I'm really excited to talk to you today and it's been like a magical journey of meeting you and uh, having this synchronistic uh, yeah like meeting from across the world actually and it's been beautiful month of of getting to know you and your work and finding the cities, and that we've also been in the exact same place within like I think, 50 meters from each other, for, but not really meeting. Uh, so I'm really excited for you to maybe introduce yourself uh, to the listeners first who haven't met you and uh, to share your amazing work and energy with us all.
1: Okay. So my name is Beta Lisboa. I have been teaching yoga, um, body work, trauma healing, about um, the last three decades. And I live in Bali now. I've been living in Bali um, for about 11 years. Left to Asia a long time ago as well. I ended up in India, from India, <coughs> moved to Bali and Thailand. So Asia has a very special, sweet space in my heart and a lot of what i learned a lot of what i experienced in my life to um to offer the gifts of the the work i can offer is uh, has been cultivated in asia and yeah there is a lot of support here about the religion about the culture <clears throat> how much um, these cultures they support our spiritual practice right so i created um a method of yoga that is based on fascia um a few years ago when i started teaching yoga and combining with all my other work with myofascial release therapy and trauma healing also mindfulness and this this combination just became very powerful and very healing right And I can talk a lot about emotions related to our fascial system, to our organ system, and how our emotions get trapped in the body and create symptoms and pathologies. And I'm fascinated by that and how much I used to say to my students, um, our fascial system is the storage room of our traumas, of our traumatic experience, right? Everything we experience is registered in the nervous system, but definitely in the body. And that's what I'm uh, fascinated to um, to explore, to, to, to go deep on that. And work with women, because it was not by choice. Since many years, I've been teaching trainings, and before my trainings was open for everyone. But um, I know that my niche was women. Women was very attracted to my work. I don't know, because the work was deep and was deep and gentle, deep and feminine at the same time that my language. And then until I understood, okay, it's, um, it's, it's for women. And and the work chose me.
0: Hmm. That is so beautiful and so much power in that wisdom of your own experiences in life and then teaching and meeting so many people that you work with and accumulating all of this and I think that's what what was beautiful so I met you. Uh, we were celebrating the uh, Navaratri festival uh, online with a lot of women from all over the world. Such a beautiful, magical, auspicious time, and I felt like it was an invitation, like from the goddess, for us to like connect and deep have a deeper healing. I think as well through the beautiful sessions that were. Um, created and shared in this be woman project and i met you there so i was in your workshop and like everything that you were teaching it really caught my eye like what what you were going to teach about and it was this beautiful mix of having the awareness of maybe uh, like yeah emotional trauma but also the trauma of having uh, yeah surgeries or things done in your in your body the hormonal aspect of the feminine cycles like everything was so interesting and uh, I just felt this calling to connect with you and so beautiful that you were also sharing this part of your yoga teacher training which is a 200 hour training which is a complete yoga alliance teacher training and be just come into the part which was so important for me and my healing work, which I also write a lot about in my book about the how healing is so on so many different levels. And Mm. this uh, module that you shared a couple of weeks ago of trauma-informed yoga and mindfulness module. I feel like as a person who's on a healing path, but also as a person who's helping others on their healing path, both parts for me, was so enhanced because you took the best of what I believe is and really love the modality of yoga and Chinese medicine and really merging it together and merging these practices that were so in a way new to me, although I've also practiced for many years and also having the opportunity to listen to other women's stories and to relate to them and so I, I'm I was really a lot of things, processes started in me in this. And I would love for you to share like the program in whole, but also this uh, trauma informed yoga module. Uh, because it for me, participating in that was like such a huge revelation and healing in itself.
1: Okay. Um, as you know, as you were part of it, and I'm so pleased and, and happy that you had a chance to, to experience that gem, because from the four modules, I consider the, the trauma-informed mindfulness and yoga module um, a real gem, because the world, not that they are the ones, they are not healing, but especially with the pandemic and all what we have been experiencing almost this last two years i feel the world needs more sensitive people who are holding space for other humans that we know are affected by circumstances of trauma yeah and uh, in, of course we have resilience our nervous system are different but all of us we in certain levels we have been affected by trauma by what is happening right now of not knowing of fear of losing their jobs of losing their homes of losing their beloved ones and inside that there is that there will be the people who come to my therapy session there will be the people who come to my yoga session right so the program is created to support anyone who are holding space for people to heal. I, I'm talking about one who are doing Reiki, body work, breath work therapy, yoga trainings, all sort of healing modalities, because we forget how sensitive the one who is in the other side are when they come to see us. And a simple language that is used in a way that is not appropriated may bring something on someone that is not uh, appropriated, that it may, I don't say re-traumatized, but it may charge this person's nervous system instead of provide safety. So the training is a, it's a journey through the umbrella of mindfulness so we go i teach how mindfulness is important to understand the work with trauma right to understand the work with yoga so without mindfulness i don't even feel that is yoga because it's that presence is that state of pure awareness and sensitivity so I teach the fundamentals and the biology of trauma. So we all should, anyone should know the basics of trauma, what trauma is and how trauma manifests in our system and, and the basics of how to hold space for that. So I touch on polyvagal theory in a way that I also bring the polyvagal theory into practice. So helping people, helping the, 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 the space holder and the students to self-regulate, to understand where they are in the nervous system using the polyvagal theory, because I feel that this is extremely important and is so simple. So I, I say that this this training is it's simple and profound at the same time, right? And then how does it fit into the yoga class? So, how we create sequences and how we bring that aspect to the yoga class? And then, for me, all my trainings, all my modules, they are meant to heal and to to do the work on the teacher and the space holder. So, this module. What we we do a lot is to do the work with the teachers-to-be, the people who are there to become teachers, to to hold this space, they're going to do the work in their own nervous system. Because what I notice as well is that if I don't know where I am at with my nervous system, if I don't understand how to ground myself, how to regulate myself, this is what my students are going to take from me. Someone ungrounded and someone with the nervous system very dysregulated. How can I hold the space for them? So the training is very practical, very experiential, because once I know where I am, I know how. So that is going to hold the space, because yeah. the space is filled. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like, also to experience yourself, uh, to bring up certain things, it also increases your own empathy to work with others, like what is coming up for them throughout the class, what could be triggering, what could, like if you're not aware, it can be something that is just so basic that we forget that this could be triggering. And I think that as you said, we're in a time where there is a lot of trauma, but people are not aware of it, but some people are becoming more and more aware. That's why we need to have a space where people can can really land in that and to let this come out to be healed. And that takes a lot of work, but I'm really interested. since so You have so much experience and training in in this somatic field, and uh, the polyvagal theory was something new for me. Actually, maybe you want to just share, like, what is the basics of that, and what you're teaching also in the course.
1: Mm. The polyvagal theory is a quite new concept and research that has been um, brought up by Stephen Porges, and and basically it talks about the our parasympathetic nervous system. The vagus nerve started, became quite a well-known friend, like almost like our friend. The way we speak about the the vagus nerve, it became like, oh, yes, we know about the vagus nerve now. There is so many videos, so many books on vagus nerve. So Stephen Porges brought up in the polyvagal theory, the three states of our autonomic nervous system. Okay, one state is the sympathetic. So the sympathetic is the is the fight or flight, right? And that is the action is the, the 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 part of our nervous system that makes us to do things, to create, to to go for for anything. So it's the actions, the is the movement. That's what I say. And it's also in a trauma um, circumstance. The, the sympathetic nervous system is where we develop our fight-or-flight reflex, okay? And then we have one branch of the vagus nerve, of the, the, the nerve, yeah, that it divides it in two. And that two branches are super important because one branch is the old nervous system, is the first one which is the dorsal vagus. So, the dorsal vagus is the freeze, is a freezy response. So, it's a response that has been all of that existed in fishes. So, the fishes, they had to save energy to be in the water, right? And they only developed the only uh, nervous system that they developed was the dorsal vagus. Okay. And it's very, um primal and then the second one we came with the sympathetic so the third one the second branch of the vagus nerve is our ventral vagal which is the healing um branch of the nerve system the ventral vagal is the social um system it's is the system of our 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 parasympathetic nervous system where I have a chance to heal the fight or flight and from where I have a chance to heal the freezing response. And yes, it is our social engagement. So from there, there is a law that go, it goes on and on and on. But why that theory became so important? Because it, it brought the healing for trauma very much more simple than we could imagine it. Once we know what is happening in our in these three branches, in these three parts of our autonomic nervous system, we know how they are relating. We know what is happening to each one, and plus, we as we understand where we at each moment, right now, in which part of my nervous system. From which part am i operating something happens where did my nervous nervous system dropped so that educate us with that that sort of education everyone should know that so it educates us for healing so we we can offer ourselves healing
0: Mm. that is so beautiful and to understand i really feel like it makes a better picture and uh, seeing the system and understanding it on a deeper level really helps and it's uh, something that i think could be applied in so many ways it's not just it's something that all like healthcare professionals should know it's something that all type of people that need to work with others need to understand and it takes time to, to really integrate things, but it. I feel like this is such an important, especially when we're working, like you said, with like body working or with the healing or acupuncture, or like anything where we're working with people, it's good to understand the system. And I'm thinking that in the training, we learned a lot about how different things can cause a trauma and something that, your, your partner in the program talked about also was, uh, the, um, uh, yeah, that it can be something that we might not understand that it was even affecting our nervous system. And it's so interesting yeah. because it, it's, we have so many people right now that identify as uh very empathic and highly sensitive and uh, it can be something that we've been throughout childhood but it also i I see that in people who have had burnouts or who have had yeah just emotionally tough periods in time or a lot of stress then you can really now i understand the, the connection with the nervous system a bit better that it's really the symptoms that come up are mm-hmm. all the same. So in in the foundation, it's the same thing that happened in the body. But I'm also curious how you would. So if someone says, Oh, but I don't know really what a trauma is, like, and what is like what does mm-hmm. it mean to have post-traumatic stress? Or like how can it look? You've been working with this for so long. Like, how what is your like Wider perspective and understanding of it?
1: Okay, that's a great question. <laughs> so, um, basically, my teacher says that all of us, we have trauma. All humans, they had some sort of traumatic experience in mm-hmm. their lives because trauma can be something from um, prenatal sort of trauma, from the mother to have so much fear are uh, going to difficulties and s- circumstances that it was shocked and passed it to the baby to the right uh, some circumstances in the birth uh, moment what with, with may cause trauma, yeah or it can be a shock trauma, something that happened when I was crossing the street and I saw a car accident. So this is, for example, another type of of trauma, something like a child's abuse, something like women's abuse, everything that got into our system and overwhelmed our system and didn't have a chance, the system didn't have a chance to regulate, to release, to discharge, and then come back to regulation again. So more that situation, that charge gets trapped in the system, it's causing symptoms, okay? And is the symptoms of the trauma that we are here looking to heal, to release from the nerve system, to release from the body. It's not really the trauma anymore. The traumatic event, was the cause. But if, let's say, by instance, there is a shock situation, I see a car accident, I'm riding my motorbike, I have to stop in front of a car, and all of a sudden what happens? The body starts shaking. If I let my body shaking, discharge, and I have appropriated regulation, that trauma doesn't stick in my system. Most probably not, okay? But there is so many different circumstances and events and more simple sort of trauma and more complex sort of of trauma. Traumas that really damage our brain. Traumas that damage our organs. It really causes much more deeper problem than just a scene, just saying, oh, this is a fight or flight situation. Yeah. So trauma is any event in our lives that creates um overwhelming situation, overwhelming sensations that the body, the system didn't have a chance to release, to discharge, and to regulate. Definitely. and basically we all pass it through that
0: mm. right. yeah and it can be so in some the nature of it can be so different and uh, I think that one important thing is to recognize is my like how is my nervous system right. acting right to if you start seeing that because maybe you have certain things that that are really uh signaling to you but you're not understanding it really that what what it is and how it's got stuck there and i think the who if if we say okay when we were 15 we were this kind of this is how we were in life and how we interacted with life then when we're 20 we have a different interaction then we're 30 then we have a different interaction and so on and that's like accumulating all of these experiences that we've had maybe good and bad or like they are just what they are but i'm thinking that to come to an understanding that everything shapes us and that we can also so you said something so beautiful so it stuck with me now uh, in the call like when we talked before this that like the like an awakening is really the, the release of, uh, of suffering to, to come to that place. That means that we also have to dedicate ourselves to our healing because sometimes we're trying to do all these things, but we the foundation is not really there. We, maybe we're building on something, but it's not really grounded yet. So I'm thinking that for those that are listening and they really need to do this work, I I really recommend this program for anyone, uh, because I think that it gives you an understanding. And and, uh, what I love about the program was that it's also recorded. So I'm continuously doing it now. So I'm doing the meditations, I'm practicing the physical practices, I can go back and listen to the lectures, because I really need to do that. Because in the training, a lot of things came up. So I feel like, there's so much more that I could take in now as I'm integrating it. But I'm also curious what you would say, like what are the signs in usually in us when we do have a nervous system that's not completely regulated? There, there's healing that needs to be done.
1: Okay. This is a very good question because a lot is happening um, about, let's say, talking about a burnout, Right um before burnout there is signs telling us okay slow down go slower what are you doing right the, the body the body is, is telling us before we burn out and and normally we are so under the charge of cortisol and adrenaline in our system there is so much put there that we are not even realizing that the way we are acting the way we are living the way we are functioning it's based on the fight or flight okay what i'm saying with that is we keep on on pushing 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 this achievement mode in this until it becomes a stress mode From achievement mode it becomes stress mode until it becomes a full burnout and then you, there is a collapse, right? So we can, we can notice if you one is able to rest, one can have seven to eight hours of sleep a night. How is your digestion? How can your mind become present? Is that possible for you to feel moments of presence? Um, how, is, um, how is the perception of what is the amount of work, you, the reality and what you can take? Because one of the symptoms I had when I burn out, it, I could not have three jobs in front of me that I would panic. So anything becomes overwhelming, okay? So this is a very big, clear symptom. They are very big, clear symptoms, just pre-burnout, all right? Because once we really burn out, it's hard to recover. And, and then there is also symptoms of freezing. Noticing when you interact, noticing how you are living your life if the state of presence if you're the connection to the felt sense what i mean is connection to the body sensations to what i'm really feeling it's present there or i'm more in the daydreaming state i'm more into flying here then presence. That is also a very big sign that a compromised nervous system already, that is a lot on freeze. Right. And um, yeah, the there is so many um, symptoms that I can mention here, that we take in life is really interesting how we start to be when we become aware of trauma symptoms, and trauma-sensitive, we we know that most of humanity, most of the population are functioning under trauma symptoms, fight or flight or freeze. And we don't know because that is what is normal because we never knew how to operate different. So it's not until we start having the first glimpses of what is a deep relaxation is, what a deep sleep can be oh i digest now oh i can feel i can I, I can i can take a holiday and not thinking about work for example i'm able to stop everything something like that mm-hmm. does it make
0: sense yeah definitely and uh, it is like the body knows let's say if you had the burnout um it's like the body you know the state of being like energetic or very like you start slowing down you can do that consciously or unconsciously it depends on the body how its what experiences it had but it's exactly what you said it's the the nervous system really gives us like clear signs in our sleep in how we are reacting to uh, different stimuli, like light sound i mean some people don't react to any of it and then some of us we are very sensitive to most of it and maybe take time to wind down and not be in this tense state and not reacting very quickly to think that can be both trauma, like the trauma aspect. And, and then the stress is almost like a traumatic, because if you have that extreme stress on many levels, it's it's on a physical level, it's on an emotional level, it's on the mental level, then it's like the body naturally says, no, now we need to shut down. Like now, then, yeah, yeah things become very overwhelming because the body knows like the patterns like no we can't do that so we have to like focus or and it's really hard I think to truly come back to a place where you're almost numbed out and can do anything and in one way that's very good because that means that we have to honor the body and slow down you can't go back to like multitask and do all these things that are anyways not good for you to be present it's really not serving you to do that so i think in the world we live now we need to take time for that because it's not naturally happening anymore we're on the computer on the phone it's always happening things so you can also see what is triggering you if you have if it is triggering to get a notification on your phone, for example, it does, why do you have it then, then you can shut it off to to balance your and then mindfulness practice definitely I feel and I really love the, uh the work of what the yin yoga does. Uh, maybe a lot of people know about yin yoga but um. How does the yin yoga differ from the other practices of yoga, do you think? Okay, Mm, beautiful
1: question. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I just come back a little bit to what, because what you said was really so important and so relevant for that talk, I feel. I I keep in my mind about yin yoga. Mm It's just one point here. It's really interesting talking about sensitivity. And some of us, when we are in the freeze state, it will be a lot of stimulation and the world is completely fine. Nothing affects me. So be aware when, if you are too much in that space, in that state that nothing's affecting me. So it's something to look at because I can see some people, they can't be affected by big noise, a lot of light, a um, lot of stimulation, and that it doesn't affect them at all. But of course, it's because the nerve system is already so burned, so compromised that there is a big dissociation that there. there is a big freeze state, right? Yeah. And the other one, it's how much am I getting affected by everything? Everything overwhelms me. I can't take anything. I can't take too many people talking. I can't take a little lo- louder music, um, too much light, whatever it is that it affects me too much. And then this is also something to look at because when you become hypersensitive to everything, it's because the nervous system cannot cope anymore. And these two states, uh, it's really important to to know that you're having big symptoms, and the last will be a big burnout, and and then it's 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 almost too late because um, it's a lot. It, it takes a lot to recover from from burnout, right? Um, yeah about the yin yoga, how, um, what the yin yoga is, how the yin yoga operates and helps and why yin yoga is related to mindfulness so much and to the trauma work, right? At first, um, I feel having the time and space and the no agenda, okay, of a practice because the very first principle, the very first um, principle of the yin yoga is that it's a feminine, is a receptive, is a known, is a, a practice out of interest. So when I come to my mat, my, my job there, if there is a job, if there is something to do, is just being full presence. So That gives space in the energetic level, offers a lot of space for me to connect to my felt sense, to make it into a meditative practice, yeah? And connect to my breath, because there is time and space in the posture. And there is no agenda to get anywhere, to go deeper, to get more flexible, to get stronger, nothing. So it's a full mindfulness practice because when I'm in the moment that my job is just to observe what is happening in the moment out of any judgment, uh, agenda, ideas, nothing. I'm just there to notice what is happening. So this is already a mindfulness practice, right? Okay. And then... Um, In the tissues, when we talk about the physical level of yin yoga, I'm working with the fascial tissue. For many people, fascia is still a new word, like vagus nerve, polyvagal theory. But it's the white tissue, it's the connective tissue in our bodies. I know a lot of people knows that already but it's also the tissues that is most inhibited and has a lot of, a lot of, a lot of receptors. So there is a lot of information running in the fascial tissue. So a lot of the trauma, all our our history, all our experiences, good or bad, as we wanna tag them, label them, just experiences we had, yeah? They are imprinted in our in our fascial system, okay. So, I developed a I developed a system that I use tools like tennis balls, cups like 10 Chinese medicine cups, guasha, different sort of tools, self myofascial release, body work, to release the tensions that the trauma lives in the fascia okay so of course if there was emotional trauma physical trauma the fascial tissue the white tissue the connective tissue also the muscles gets uh, stagnant so we get a stagnation we get a blockage we get a, um, tension and there are symptoms of that some energy has been stuck there has been stored there what are we are doing with the yoga is we are moving those points we are releasing that fascial tissue and with a physical release of course an emotional release is going to follow and then there is a regulation if the teacher is skilled properly is skilled enough they will know how to guide the person into a regulation for the nervous system. And that's what is the magic of the system. We go from bottom up, we go from the body, releasing those tensions, releasing those stagnations in the organ system, right? We go to the organs, to the fascia to have an emotional response. And then there is a um, regulation And with that, what do we have? We have neuroplasticity. We are work with epigenetics because change my fascia, I change my body, I change my beliefs, I change my thoughts, I change my DNA. Mm, That is so beautiful. Such a
0: direct tool to go in so many levels and it's so lovely to practice uh, this form of yoga which also and also what we learned in the program in this 50-hour uh, program was also the connection to the elements of chinese medicine which is connected so much to the practice of yin yoga so not just practicing it but also understanding why we're working with certain meridians we have the points that we're working with that is really a source point uh, in on the channel and all of these tools that you say that, that you use like for me it's and i've been teaching for a long time but i've never used these many different tools and assets which all together give a holistic like yeah connection to the body connection to the emotions in chinese medicine we talk about emotions being connected to the organs and we like learning about the meridian system so it's it goes even deeper than just the physical practice we really understand how, what we're moving what energy we're moving which element we're working with and that connects us also to the seasons and nature in a different way we understand in this season what we need for example and for me that's important that we You know all the cycles that we're part of we're part of the moon cycle we're part of the 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 Mm. cycle of nature we're part of like the cycle of the universe it really all is showing us our inner nature and our inner nature is also showing us what's outside of us so it's really connecting so much and if you are working on a deeper spiritual level you get a different understanding and like you said it's it's so releasing and so relaxing it's also creating this opposite of how our lives are generally where we're always producing and being effective to find that effectivity but in a in a receptive way where so much happens and I feel like with yin yoga also you really allow yourself to really go deep and to find that inner flexibility and Uh, it's a great, um, it's a great complement to every other physical practice that we do, because we don't do it like that anywhere else, so I really love that, and yeah, I mean, we, we could talk about so many more aspects of this, and so much more of your experience, and We will do that in upcoming episodes for sure because there's so much that you've shared that I would love for you to uh, share with the listeners. And uh, yeah, do you have anything else you want to share as a last uh, point in this conversation?
1: Thank you for bringing up the organ system because it's really... um, a very important part of what we're teaching and part of our beings. Um, the Western uh, medicine really forgotten how um, important the organs are. They are fundamental. So what I love about the, the yin-fascial yoga system be so connected to the meridian system, the five elements, organs, the seasons, is that the healing happens from inside out, from from the root. I think we talked about that just before when we were talking. Um, You go to the root cause of the problem, right, which is going to be in the organs. So the organs operate and are responsible for the health of our muscles, the health of our tendons, the health of our bones, the health of our nervous system, the health of our endocrine system and if we go to the roots which are the organs we heal and we heal the roots you know that's so it's so beautiful and so important and in this module like my partner sai he he shares this part of how trauma and what quality of energy of the trauma get restored on each different organ and that for me is fascinating because then you understand, okay, that quality here, which was part of uh, the traumatic event, is stored in my kidneys or it got stored, it stuck on my liver or the lungs, right? So this is also really um, fascinating and, and important to understand because I also... We talk a lot about organs, meridians at home and and fascia. And the sacs, the fascial system, the fascia wraps and protects each organ. So there is a lot of information on each organ because it's a connective tissue, it's a fascial um, protected uh, part of our bodies, you know. And that is yeah, it's deep, it's hard sometimes to, to say, okay, well, there, there is so much to talk in 30 minutes, but yes. I, I feel that for people who are interested and be more connected to the felt sense, what I mean with that, be more connected to the sensations because the sensations, the body t- talks a lot, yeah sometimes they confuse what my emotions are or my thoughts so sensations are not really emotions sensations are very tangible it's really in the body and trauma is one of the things the main thing that disconnects us from our felt sense because of course because the experience of trauma is in the body and our consciousness disconnect from that experience for not to feel, for not to feel pain, for not to go to the pain again, right? So it's very normal um, defense mechanism. And for someone who would like to understand more and who would like to go deeper in the felt sense, in the emb- because there is no embodiment if you're not able to connect to your felt sense. We talk about a lot about embodiment, but it's really important to know that not everyone is ready to embody. Because if I'm carrying certain amount of trauma that disconnected myself from my body, I'll have to have the right approach to bring myself back to my body. Because in the first place, there was a moment that was too hard to to remain in this body. So the consciousness left. Now we talk a lot about embodiment and yoga, embodiment and somatic therapies. But that's why I feel is really important us who are holding space for embodiment to be trauma sensitive. Because otherwise we are giving invitation to someone to embody, to come back to the body without being possible, without the right tools for the invitation.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And thank you so much for sharing that. I'm so grateful that you took your time to share today. I think all of the listeners will definitely relate to all of the things that we spoke about, because we all have different experiences in life where, we need to really work on that. And I think if you are on a path, a spiritual path and on a healing path, this could benefit so much. And I really recommend to check out this program, which is now available, uh, recorded as well. So it's going to be like self paced, which is great. And I appreciate that I can go back and do the things over and over and to have that as a toolkit for for myself so i will link to the program in the show notes and to your website and is there anything else you want to share that you're sharing right now or people can join or any offerings that you have besides the program
1: yes um i also offer uh, mentoring and coaching for women who are going through any sort of um Trauma or any, yeah, for anyone who would like to do a work with me, mm. it um this is something that I I've been doing since long time and I love guiding and coaching women into the to find the full potential mm. to really shine and and get into the the really full potential.
0: Mm. Mm, yes,
1: beautiful. And we're going to be launching the modules again. Yeah, mm-hmm. the modules are pre recorded. But each time we launch, we're going to have like, you're going to have an opportunity to have meetings with me mm-hmm. inside the modules. So this is also something good because, mm-hmm. of course, the presence is a direct transmission, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. So valuable. And to connect with others as well so that's really beautiful so I want to thank you so much for being here and I'm looking forward to talking to you again very soon so thank you
1: thank you so much really appreciate that, that invitation thank you for having me here
0: thank you thank you so much for listening this week I hope you found some healing some enlightenment on your path through this episode with Beta. She's an amazing healer, woman, sister, person, being, and I've been so lucky to connect with her, and in her amazing uh, online training, also getting to take part of her partner's wisdom. Sai, he's an amazing uh, practitioner of Chinese medicine. I learned so much being a newly licensed acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner. So if you do want to learn more, get connected to yourself, to your nervous system, to your emotions, to your body, to your past wounds, to heal and to grow. I really recommend to check out Beta Lisboa's website and trainings, and I hope that this episode helps you to yeah, come a little bit deeper into yourself, into your heart, into your healing, and if you do enjoy the podcast, I'm always grateful for everyone who leave a review and rating on iTunes, it really helps me to expand this podcast to others that might need it in their path so the act of just unconditional giving is so beautiful and I'm really grateful for everyone who's been leaving beautiful words and reviews on iTunes it means so much to me so I want to thank you all and thank you so much for being here today Let's close with a deep inhalation in through the nose and exhaling out through your mouth and thank you so much.